just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. My voice sounds different today. <clears throat> Me too. We're on one. We're going through it. <laughs> today is part four of my urban legends that I've been doing. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you expected me to say. You just I don't looked know. at me like... You're just sitting there like, mm-hmm. I'm yep. just listening, bro. Mm-hmm. Just listening. All right. Taking it all in. Well, I guess we can just jump right into it. Yeah. It's not like we have any business. We don't... No. We don't have no ads around here. No. We ain't sponsored. Maybe in the future. <laughs> Hopefully. All right. First up on the list is from New Mexico. And I don't speak Spanish, so I have no idea how to pronounce these words. But it looks like it says La Mala Hora. I don't know. But it translates to the evil hour. Okay. It's so in 3 a.m., you mean? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, well, 3 a.m. is technically the evil hour, like the devil's hour, I guess. Well, they say that 3 a.m. is when all the spirits come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I just said that. Yeah, I get it. But it's an entity that you don't want to run into on a dark road. I don't want to run into anyone on a dark road. Anything. Let alone an entity. Yeah. Legend says that at first it appears as a ball of black energy, constantly changing its size and shape. If you look at it, it'll drive you insane and slowly kill you. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, nice. (laughs) Good to know. Um, At other times, it appears as a scary looking woman. It is said that if you see her at a crossroads, you or someone in your family will die. Anyone who is unfortunate enough to set eyes on the demon runs the risk of being driven insane. It tries to hypnotize and paralyze anyone who happens to encounter it at night. When it attacks, it suddenly rushes toward the unwary, envelops him, and suffocates him. So, if you see it steer clear just run away um after it suffocates you you're then found next to the road dead the next morning so that's fun people in new mexico say that she seldom appears as a human but when she does it's considered to be a death omen what the fuck the fuck was that it did it again Remember last week that same thing happened. I think it's a heater. Gotta be. Oh, Anyways, it's creepy. I was talking about a death omen, and then there's stuff over here making noise. Not a fan. Not a fan. It is not a fan. It's no, a it's not a. Fan. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, in one story, there was a woman whose husband was away on business. One night, she decided to go stay with her friend in Santa Fe. It was just after midnight when she left her friend's house and drove down the road, uh, the lonely, deserted highway. Not the road. I mean, it is a road. 
Technically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, after a while, she approached a small crossroads when suddenly a dark shape appeared in front of her car. The woman screamed in fright and slammed on the brakes, screeching to a halt. When she looked up again, the dark shape had disappeared. For a second, the woman breathed a sigh of relief, thinking that it was gone. Then she turned to her right and saw something that almost gave her a heart attack. Right beside her window, looking in at her, was a hideous old lady. She had the twisted face of a demon, glowing red eyes, and short pointed teeth. Can you say, no thank you? No thanks. The demonic lady began clawing at the window, trying to break the glass. The woman put her foot down on the gas pedal and the car took off down the road. For a few moments, the lady ran alongside the car, still clawing at the window. The car sped up, and then she fell behind. The woman looked in the rearview mirror, and the last thing she saw was the demon growing taller and taller until it was as large as a tree. When she got back to her friend's house, she told her what happened. Quote, it must have been La Mala Hora, the evil one. They say she only appears at a crossroads when someone is about to die. End quote. The next morning when she arrived home, she found a police car waiting for her. The officers told her that her husband had been mugged on the way back to his hotel the night before. He had been shot in the head and died instantly just before midnight. Yikes. Which was when she ran into the creepy old lady. Well, it sounded like the creepy old lady was trying to kill, get her. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, well, if I can't get you, then... I guess it's your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's scary. That is scary. Ironic. Is it? Is it? Is it no. just ironic <laughs> that her husband died the same night that she ran into this entity? Technically, or... it's not ironic. That would be... Are you saying coincidence? Coincidence. Yeah. That's what I I'm mean. about to say. It's not very not ironic. Not ironic. What does ironic mean? Not how you were using it. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I know how to use it. Coincidence. <laughs> it is a coincidence. Anyway, that was the end of that one. Uh, up next is New York. I've been there. Not me. I really want to go to New York. It's pretty dope. I would love to go to New York. It's not a, a trip Christmas. for relaxing, that's for sure. Oh, no. It's like a weekend type of trip thing. I would not go there for more than a few days. It is too much for me. No, I bet. I bet. You get back here, though, and you breathe in the air around here, and you're like, oh, thank God. I can breathe. Yeah, because, like, the smog there, to me, just because, I don't know, maybe it's because of where we live, and the air is so fresh around here, Mm -hmm. and then you go to New York, and it literally just smells like car fumes and pee all the time, and it's like, Gross. I feel like New York gives me anxiety. Very much anxiety. anxiety. Also, the subways give me anxiety, Mm because it either goes uptown or it goes downtown, Mm -hmm. and... I can't tell you how many times Austin and I got on the wrong train. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it's hard, but it's actually cool. Like, the subway system is really cool. But As much as I hate groups of people, I would love to go to New York during, like, New Year's or Christmas. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. As long as it's snowing, anyways. Mm-hmm. But the urban legend for New York is called Cropsy. Ooh. I really read it as Corpsy, and I typed it as Corpsy. <laughs> And well, I'm glad you fixed it and proofread your was, stuff. I was like, that's not corpsey, that's cropsy. The heck is a cropsy? Well, I'm going to tell you. The story of cropsy has many iterations, but it generally tells the story of a man who stalked a sleepaway camp 
slash psychiatric facility slash children's hospital. He had a hook for a hand and killed children children who were wandering alone at night. So Captain Hook. Basically. Murderous. Yeah. And like not on the ocean. This is like in the middle of New York. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Every single person who went to camp in upstate New York has heard about Cropsey. That's one place I do want to go is upstate New York because it's not near as busy. Mm Mm-hmm. We were, like, in Manhattan when we went, so yeah. I really would like to go to the part of New York that's not so busy. Just right. Like, chill. not New York, New York, like, Times Square, yeah. like, got no. down. Anyways, continue. Anyways, things took a more sinister turn when a documentary came out and said that Cropsey was actually real. Oh, my God. He was a child kidnapper named Andre Rand. In 1972... Five-year-old Alice Pereira, Pereira, I think one of those boys is how you say it, vanished after her brother had left her alone. The 70s, man. Rand was the prime suspect in this case due to his previous criminal record, and Alice was never seen again. In 1981, seven-year-old Holly Ann Hughes did not return home after going to the store to get a bar of soap with her friend. Rand pulled up to Holly and her friend and pulled her into his car and drove off. When questioned, several people reported seeing her with Rand. Holly has not been seen since, and in 2004, Rand was convicted of kidnapping Holly. He was never sentenced with the murder. I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. I'll be quiet. In 1983, 11-year-old Tia Heese Jackson was reported missing after her mother sent her to get food and she never came back. She was last seen in Staten Island on August 14th, 12 days after Rand was released from prison. Rand was questioned but was not charged. In 1984, Staten Island resident Hank Gaforio was reported missing after he didn't return home. He was 22 when he disappeared. He was last seen at a local diner with Rand. His body has never been found. Rand. Rand. Come on, dude. Oh, Rand. In 1987, 12-year-old Jennifer Schweiger. I hate those kind of letters. The S-C-H. Yeah. They trip me up all the time. Schweiger, who was born with Down syndrome, was reported missing on July 9th. Witnesses saw Jennifer walking with Rand. Her body was found underground after a 35-day search. In 1988, Andre Rand was charged with kidnapping and first-degree murder of Jennifer Schweiger. He was convicted of first-degree kidnapping and sentenced to 25 years to life in prison and would be eligible for parole in 2008. But in 2004, he was brought to trial and charged with the kidnapping of Holly Ann Hughes from 23 years earlier. Thank God. He was convicted and sentenced to 25 years to life in prison, and he will be eligible for, for parole in 2037 when he is 93 years old. He'll be dead before then, I hope. So, Cropsey was just a guy that was kidnapping girls, kids, and a 22-year-old. <sighs> but at least, at least he was caught. And in prison. Um, yes, at least he's caught and he's in prison. I just couldn't and believe. And it sounds like he's never getting out. And he better not get out. No. Even if he's 93, year old, 93 years old, 
They better not give Batman parole. Nah. Because he just doesn't deserve it. He's a piece Mm-mm. of shit. He man for little kids and, and right. older people like mm-hmm. 22 years old. It takes a lot to convince someone mm-hmm. 22 years old. Yeah. And murder them. I just couldn't believe that this urban legend was actually like based on a real person. Yeah, that's crazy. So, but he's in prison, so off the streets, not hurting Fuck anybody. <laughs> Next, not hurting anybody right now. Not right now. If he was out, you know he would be. Well, yeah, but that's why he's in prison. I know. I'm just saying. Don't say he's not hurting anybody because he definitely would be. If the he cars did. Were. He already did. And he's serving his time. Thank God. Still a piece of shit. He is still Continue. a piece of shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Next up is North Carolina. It's the Beast of Bladenboro. I kind of like that word. Bladenboro. I hate big words. I am not good with reading. I just like the way it sounds. Bladenboro. It does sound weird. Fancy. This one is messed up. Oh God. Okay. I'm I'm preparing myself, and I'm the one that does the true crime stuff, and this I'm like, oh, God. If it has to do with animals, no. It's specifically dogs. No. <laughs> um. In the 1950s, multiple dogs were found dead and drained of their blood in the North Carolina town of Bladenboro. Cries. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I am just feeling very uncomfortable. It's a nervous laugh. It's an uncomfortable yes. laugh. I do the same thing. Um, people believe that there was a vampir- vampiric beast in the woods, and they tried to hunt this beast. Damon Salvatore, is that you? Man. <laughs> I only <laughs> said that because funny. of you. <laughs> Love it. Uh... Today, the town of Bladenboro has embraced its history, and residents actually hold a beast fest every year, like, dedicated to this thing that killed dogs. I I swear people will find anything to celebrate, but okay. To have, like, a party. Yeah. Continue. (laughs) While some people are convinced the beast was probably a particularly large bobcat, it's never been confirmed exactly what was stalking their town. I mean, it's weird, though. Why would a bobcat completely drain the dogs of their blood? It gets weirder. Okay. Okay. The first animal deaths possibly related to the Beast of Bladenboro were reported on December 29th, 1953. <gasps> a day before my birthday in, Man. like, 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, like 40, 45 years. In a day. In a day before you were born. Um, Why do we keep coming across cases and stuff know. that are near our birthdays? I it's don't weird. Know. It's weird. Anyways. I feel like we could tie anything to being close to our birthday. Probably. <laughs> if we really I definitely tried. don't want this. I don't no. want this. Uh, witnesses described it as a creature that was sleek, black, and about five feet long, which killed a dog in Clarkton, approximately eight miles from Bladenboro. Very great description. Yeah. Sleek, black, and about five feet long. Also, bobcats aren't black. They're, like, spotted. They're, like, brown and spotted. Panthers are black. But a panther is not a bobcat. I know, but I'm just saying. And panthers would not be found in North Carolina in the middle of town. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. I don't know. Maybe somebody had a pet or something, and they're just like, oh. A pet panther? I mean... People, people do nuts, it, and guess. then they they let them go, and then they're just running around, running around and shit. killing things. On December 31st, 1953, 
Two dogs belonging to a resident of Bladenboro were found dead with a significant amount of blood near their kennels. Their owner reported that the dogs were, quote, torn into ribbons and crushed. And then I've got a pretty long quote here from the owner. My dogs put up a good fight. There was blood all over the porch, big puddles of it, and there was a pool of saliva on the porch. It killed one dog at 1030 and left it lying there. My dad wrapped up the dog in a blanket. That thing came back and got that dog, and nobody's seen the dog since. At 1.30 in the morning, it came back and killed the other dog and took it off. We found it three days later in a hedgerow. Hedgerow? Hedgerow. Hedgerow. The top of, the, of one of the dog's heads was torn off, and its body was crushed and wet, like it had been in that thing's mouth. The other dog's lower jaw was torn off. And that was from someone named Johnny Vouse. Those poor dogs. Man. Yeah. The following day, on January 1st, 1954, which is today. Today's January 1st, we're recording. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh, Two more dogs were found dead at a farm. And on January 2nd, a farmer reported one of his dogs was dead as well. Two more dogs were found dead on January 3rd. What the hell? I'm telling you. An autopsy was performed on one of the dogs, and it was reported that, quote, there wasn't more than two or three drops of blood left in him. The victim's bottom lip had been broken open and his jawbone smashed, end quote. Mm-hmm. More deaths were reported in the following days. A pet rabbit was found clearly decapitated and still warm on January 5th. On January 7th, a dead dog was found in a pasture near the swamp. A goat was also reported dead, with its head flattened. On January 13th, a bobcat was found in a steel trap and was killed. The mayor told newspapers that this bobcat must have been the one that killed the animals, but many people speculated whether such a small animal would have killed and mangled the dogs the way that it did. I don't know. Bobcats are pretty ruthless, dude. But smashing their whole skull? Do you know how strong bobcats' jaws are? No, I don't. I've never encountered a bobcat. They're here in Indiana. You know that, right? I did not know that. Where? Where we live? I think they're more like southern Indiana. Okay, well, they can stay there. But, like, they're strong. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of, this is kind of related, not really. Okay. I was going home Mm -hmm. the other night Mm -hmm. from picking my mom up from work Mm -hmm. and literally in the middle of my neighborhood a fox ran down the road oh i tried to get it to come to me but it wouldn't why would you do that (laughs) because they're cute so it's wild what are they gonna do bite me yes no i doubt it it is not a cat kirsten okay i know you're it is just like a big cat stop before you hurt yourself (laughs) okay Anybody. I guarantee Logan and Austin would be sitting here telling you the same damn thing. What were you thinking? Um, I was thinking that people have people <laughs> oh have God. foxes as pets. Maybe okay, it was a but pet. they get the fox as a baby. Yeah, and they keep it and as it a grows. baby. As a baby, right? But maybe what I'm saying no. is no, 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 no. <laughs> it is not mating season, so that fox is probably at least a few months old. Okay. Maybe more. But what I'm saying is, no. what if somebody had that fox as a pet and it got out? They did not, Kirsten. You literally live <laughs> in a place where, of course, there's wild animals running around. Uh-uh. From where? Dude. 
I guess it's where not you too live far. Is kind of like kind of close. I live by some water. I know, but I'm just saying like it's not a big town. That's true. Anyway, I mean, I see deer out here. I've seen rabbits. We had a mole out here. Yeah, but you live out in the middle of BFE. So, BFE. BFE. <laughs> okay anyways okay people uh, don't go towards tangent. wild foxes okay don't listen to kirsten's they might encouragement bite you. yeah <laughs> she's she's not smart today i just love animals i do too but i don't want to get bit worth it why did it come out like that i don't, don't want to get, get bit. bit okay anywho it is wallahalla north dakota there is no a you said wallahalla no, I didn't. I said Walhalla. No, you said Walhalla. <laughs> you know what I meant. Walhalla. I'm pretty sure I said Walhalla, not Walhalla. No. <laughs> Walhalla. <laughs> Sorry. You can keep that in. I will. Okay. Um, it is White Lady Lane. That sounds racist. Anyway. Um, That's where you live. <laughs> <laughs> I live on White Lady Lane. So, I'm dead. the story of White Lady Lane is a tragic one. The legend states that a young woman became pregnant out of wedlock, and her religious parents forced her to marry her father. The father, oh not her God. father. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I was about to say, yeah, oh that's really goodness. fucking tragic. <laughs> her religious Christ. parents. Her religious parents forced her to marry her, her father. <laughs> Oh, not what i meant I oh meant wait the father can i say something real quick because yeah. austin keeps bringing up the fact that you said montata <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just randomly says it around the house montata. Montata. <laughs> it was funny it was anyways sorry um oh we are not laughing about parents forcing her to no. marry her father no no it's just oh i God. meant to say marry the father of the child that she was pregnant with i just want to make that very clear okay okay um the baby ended up dying after the wedding to the father not her father the girl so upset about her baby and her forced marriage hung hanged herself from a bridge in her wedding dress also, I don't know why it's hanged and not hung. Yeah, I thought it was hung. It's hanged. It is hanged. Really? Yes. You, it's hanged. You, you hanged her. yourself. She hunged herself. Hung? Hanged. She hung herself. It's past tense. Hung? Hanged is also past tense. That is not a word. I just why typed... Why you breathing so <laughs> Sorry. I was taking a deep breath. I just typed what the website said. Hanged. Mm. She hanged herself. Well, maybe from a they touched. Anyways, she hung herself from a bridge in her wedding dress. Yes, which is very sad. It is very sad. Locals claim to see her ghost hanging from the bridge, but there's another version of the story that says the man that she was pregnant with mm-hmm. shot and killed her because he was denied the honor of marrying her. That's how you do it. Uh, he then tried to take his own life twice. Right after he murdered her, but he failed both times. In this version of the story, it's said that the young woman can be seen wandering near a location known as Eddie's Bridge, wearing a flowing and eerie-looking white nightgown 
that she wore the day she died. Hmm. So there's two versions of the story. Neither of them really makes sense. I mean, the first one does. The you first one makes sense. You lost a child and got forced to marry someone you didn't want to. But then... You didn't probably didn't want to live anymore. What I didn't understand was, and I tried to look it up, but in the second version of the story, it said that he murdered her because he was denied be like being able to be married to her. Mm-hmm. But wasn't she supposed to be arranged to marry him because of her Well, that was parents? part of the first story. Gotcha. So the second story must be her parents didn't make her marry him. him. And he wanted to. And she didn't want to. So he killed her. Yep. Gotcha. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. All right. Number five. We're on Ohio. It's the werewolf of Defiance. And I thought Defiance was like the werewolf's name. Defiance is a town. Oh, I was about to say Defiance like the word. No, Defiance is like the town. Oh. It's like a city in Ohio. So this is the werewolf, the city of Defiance. During the summer of 1972, the people of Defiance claimed they were being terrorized by a werewolf. The sightings always happened at night, generally by the train tracks. A couple of women said it would try to get into their houses by rattling the doorknobs. Two railway workers were hooking up train cars one night when one of them looked over to see a towering werewolf, fangs bared, as it proceeds to attack the worker. Another employee of the railway also reported a wolfman stalking the rails. Less than a week later, a grocer driving home saw a werewolf thing in its headlights. A werewolf thing. A werewolf thing. That's how you describe it. I saw a werewolf thing. A werewolf thing. Oh my gosh. With so many reports coming in, local police opened an investigation. Toledo newspaper got a hold of the story, and suddenly it's werewolf fever and defiance. Werewolf fever everywhere. (laughs) Sorry. This is Dateman. Oh, I thought you said Dateman. Dateman. Salvatore. Okay, ma'am. I'm sorry. Or. Your celebrity love. I know love. you've never seen Teen Wolf, but. Dude, I've probably seen Teen like Wolf. a few episodes. You need to watch it. It's great. The animal was said to be huge, hairy, and dressed in rags. It sounds like the alpha from Teen Wolf. Oh my god. Sorry. But the summer ended. The beast disappeared and was never heard from again, but the story still lingers. Hmm. He's like, bye. So kind of like a Bigfoot type of situation. Hmm. It just appeared. But a werewolf. But a werewolf. And now it's gone. Okay. Maybe it was the alpha from Teen Wolf. Oh my god. You gotta watch it. (laughs) Kirsten is the boy band type, guys. Okay, um, Teen Wolf is not a boy band. It is a TV show. You just gotta watch it. It doesn't I told matter. You, I told You're still you to the watch. Boy band type. I told you to watch the Vampire Diaries, and you liked I it. I did. I did like it. Okay. I'm I just saying. Take my word. On don't you. lie to the people. When we both know that you're the boy band type. Yes, that is true. That Thank is true. You. That's all I must say. Okay. On to the next. On to number six. I gotta itch my nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready on to number six 
is Oklahoma. 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 It is the mysterious shaman's portal. Shamans are powerful. For real. Are they? I don't know what a shaman is. Anyway, um... The mysterious occurrences in Beaver Dunes Park have been attributed to the fact that it was built upon ancient Native American burial grounds, which is why it's called Shaman's Portal. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of things, if they're like haunted or something, they're like, must be buried on Native American burial ground. Well, just think about all the tragedy. I mean, they're all over the place. Well, technically, everywhere we are was Native American grounds That's what in I'm general. Saying. That's what I'm saying. We have a Native American burial ground literally in town we do we do yeah for a minute (laughs) duh dude you're like they're everywhere you were looking at me like i'm stupid i was like wait seriously our town is literally named after an indian oh yeah i get it i get it now anyway i didn't know i didn't know that they were an indian i didn't know that was a part of that's literally a part of um the culture here. yeah i didn't know that and i've lived here my whole life wide ass yeah anyway this um portal is also known as the oklahoma bermuda triangle mysterious things have happened in the park starting with the spanish conquistadors who went missing while searching for gold in the 1500s i like that word conquistadors Conquistadors. i do too um since then paranormal activity seekers flock to the dunes some people claim that a UFO crashed there, and a group in the 90s who tested the soil said that it was abnormal. Visitors camping in the park have reported seeing mysterious military-looking people digging in the middle of the night. <laughs> was that the fly? It was a fly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching it this whole time, and I was just waiting for it's you to see me. it. You said. I knew it was there, but I didn't know it was it on was my It was a UFO. It's coming for me. Anyway, so yeah, the the Oklahoma Bermuda Triangle, otherwise known as the Mysterious Shaman's Portal. Pretty mm. crazy. People think that it's um, a UFO crash there. Yeah, but like, the soil is abnormal. Yeah. So, I mean. Oh, no, I wholeheartedly believe in aliens and UFOs. You already know show. that. Faux show. Me too. I love aliens. Did you Just see? like the idea of aliens. Like. You know how they are shown. Yeah. On Earth, obviously. I just love the idea of aliens. Like the little green guys? Yeah. You know me. Yeah. But I anyways. Did you hear that there might be a life on another yes, planet? Yes, I did. Way out somewhere? I read that like a week ago. Yeah, it was recent. People discovered this. I read a lot of articles like that because I just am curious. I'm interested to know if there actually is life out there somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised, would you? Just think I wouldn't about be surprised. how many galaxies there are other than ours. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't be surprised because you have to think there has to be something else out there that can sustain life without I mean, the sun. Have you seen the picture? And it's like all these little star looking things are all their own galaxies. Yes. We're just like a speck of fucking dust, dude. Our galaxy is a speck of mm-hmm. dust. Not even no. Earth itself. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's our galaxy. No, our galaxy is like a dust bunny. Yeah. And we're like this tiniest little speck of dust Mm -hmm. inside of it. And that's only a portion. Like, the Mm -hmm. picture is only a portion of what's really all out there. Space is huge. 
Yes, it is. It's hard to think about sometimes. Isn't it is it? hard to think about. It gives me anxiety sometimes. I have to bring myself are. back in. I just think it's. <clears throat> I just wish we would do more, more discovering on our own planet, like the oceans yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Before we go out that way. Well, I wish we could do both, but like I mm-hmm. wish they would just discover more ocean life. They probably are every day. They just maybe they don't discover as much. Mm-hmm. And... I'm sure it's probably a long process too. Oh, for sure. They have to travel miles and miles into the ocean. That's and they have to have... Hard to think about, too. Mm-hmm. How deep the ocean actually is. Yeah. Like... Right. Deep. We are on a tangent. <laughs> Always. Next up, number seven, is Oregon. It's the Bandage Man of Cannon Beach. The Bandage Man. Bandage Man. <laughs> the Bandage Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the Bandage Man is the American version of a mummy. Which, well, that makes sense. Um, call me stupid, but I didn't know there was, like, a, quote, American version of a mummy. I thought the mummy was the American version, but, like, the mummy is, like, the Egyptian. That's so American Egyptian. to I know. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You're not, but that's so American to think. I know. Our version is the only version. Well, you just, I don't think about it being well, in other countries. Well, when you're in America, you're not thinking about right it's hard to necessarily think about. other versions in other yeah. countries but i don't know the mummy is not an american story it's an egyptian story it's an egyptian thing mm-hmm. um he is rumored rumored oh here we go <laughs> i was doing so you did good. so good you're on number seven and you just I now know. messed up he is rumored to be the ghost of a logger who died in a sawmill accident and now terrorizes teenagers who hang out at a deserted area of a highway near Cannon Beach. Well, that sucks that the, he died in the sawmill. Yeah. The story of the Bandage Man is an urban legend that's been around since the 1960s. It may have started as a way to deter young lovers from parking in overlooks along Highway 101. Why would you want to stop young love? I don't get it. Big. No, from parking in overlooks. Because like, you're not supposed to park in overlooks. So? Because you're supposed to be able to, like, park somewhere else and walk up to the overlooks so everybody can see at once. But if it's the middle of the night and nobody else is going, just well, let the young love spread. I don't know. Come on now. I don't know. Don't put a damper on people's life. I didn't Especially make Especially young story. kids. I mean, come on. <laughs> the story goes that a young couple was parked in a truck somewhere near Cannon Beach. Oblivious to their surroundings, they were making out. When the truck shifted, as though someone had climbed into the bu- the oh, truck no. bed. No, 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 not for me. They looked out the rear window to find a disfigured man covered in bandages, rocking the truck back and forth. He started pounding on the windows and the top of the truck as the boy pulled the truck out of the overlook and started racing down the highway. The couple drove a few miles with the bandaged man still beating on the truck until he suddenly disappeared. Over the years, some drivers have reported a man covered in bandages jumping into their cars. He is said to smell horribly of rotting flesh and sometimes leaves small pieces of bloody bandages in his wake. Gross. Uh, yeah. When I first typed up my, um, my research, mm-hmm. the very last line was, and he smelled really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I had to go find something else to put there. You know what I don't get? What don't you get? If he died in a sawmill, why is he covered in bandages? And, like, why is he on this cliff? Right. I'm just, Where's I don't know. the sawmill? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know why. If he died, if he was mad about being dead in a sawmill, 
Why was he terrorizing people at this overlook? And why was he covered in bandages? That's the part I don't get. I don't know. Unless, like, if he was tragically dead. If he gosh, like, I fell in, like, fell into the... In the saw or something, cut his freaking arm off. I don't know. But then he wouldn't be covered in bandages. He would only have bandages in that one spot. See what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe he had cuts all over his body from the saw. Yeah, but, like, there's only one saw. Listen. Right? That's all I found. <laughs> okay. I was con- just as confused as you are. We can move on. Next up is Pennsylvania. It's the bus to nowhere. In Philadelphia, which I did not know was in Pennsylvania. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I know that now. I've been to Pennsylvania. Have you? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've been to Pennsylvania. I only went for work. but Oh, yeah. I still went. We did you go to Philadelphia? No, we didn't, but we literally went, like, clear across, almost all the way, like, to the coast, past the border on the other side. Not the coast, but... Isn't Phil- Isn't Pennsylvania, like, on the coast? No, I don't oh, it's think not. so. Is it? It's not on the east coast? I mean, like, it the is the east coast, the but I don't know if it's, like, on the beach. Hold on. Um, actually, New Jersey is right on the coast, right next to it. Oh, Pennsylvania yeah. isn't quite on the coast. Gotcha. But when we went to Pennsylvania, we saw signs for New York. Like, that's how mm-hmm. far out we were. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the bus to nowhere. In Philadelphia, there is rumored to be a bus that doesn't have an end destination. The story says that the bus only picks up passengers that are at their lowest moments who need to get away from their problems. Once you get on the bus to nowhere, you are so wrapped up in your depressive thoughts that you don't remember anything about the ride once you get off. Once the passenger is ready to face the world, they can get off the bus. But the passenger has no idea how long they've been on the bus for. Could have been hours, days, or years. You don't remember the driver, you don't remember the passengers, you don't remember the path the bus took, or the destination when you get off. Hmm. You're just kind of there. And that's basically it. It's just this bus. age? I don't know. Or is it like some time warp? I'm guessing it's like a time warp. Like you get on the bus and just kind of sit there for a while. And then once you collect yourself Hmm. and you're like not depressed as depressed anymore. Or like you get over your problems. You can get off the bus. Interesting. Whether that be days, weeks, months, years. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That's messed up. I didn't find any... um, people that have like reported it because like you forget all about it like when you get off so you have no idea that it even happened Hmm. so that's crazy messed up well how do they know then i don't that's what i'm saying that's why i couldn't find any reports of it happening Hmm. (laughs) because like this bus it like you know how on the outside of city bus yeah you know like on the outside it's like city buses it's got like the next stop in like yeah. letters it like doesn't have anything on it hmm. cool yeah i've never heard of that before so that's cool yeah um number nine is rhode island that it's the devil's footprint <laughs> devil's footprints see i was doing so good at the beginning you're still doing great so <laughs> it's fine i just wanted to be funny (laughs) oh in my head i was like 
you talking about <laughs> i saw it on your face you looked at me like what? i was confused and then i got it, it hit confused me. confused <laughs> i was confused but there is a rock on devil's foot road that appears to show a normal human footprint and a cloven hoof print which i didn't know the devil had cloven feet but yeah like a goat goat feet yeah 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 <laughs> The story goes that a Native American woman murdered a white man and fled the scene of the crime. While running, she was stopped by another man. She cried out for the devil to save her when the man admitted that he was the devil himself and stomped his feet on the ground to prove that he had a cloven hoof, and that's how the footprint got there. Another version of the story says that a skull was being chased by a devil. Does that say squaw or squaw? It says squaw, don't it? Squaw. A squaw was being chased by I a devil. I think it's squaw. I don't know what a squaw is. I don't know. But that's what it said. Okay. A squaw was being chased by the devil. Some say she fled from Boston. Her pursuer is said to have left his footprints at Devil's Foot Rock, then at Chimney Hill in South Kingston. King Kingstown. And finally, at Block Island. Yeah. Legends of... I was thinking... I don't remember it saying Block Island. I think it said something else. Well, But I think it, it auto-corrected to Block. <laughs> or maybe it said Block Island. I don't know. I'm not from there, so I have no idea. Well, you it's Tell Block me if Island it's wrong now. or not. <laughs> Legends of imprints made by supernatural energy are quite common, not only in America, but also in Europe. So, like, I've talked about that before. Like, there was a, um, an ur- urban legend I talked about a couple episodes back mm-hmm. about the witch that was... The witch that they freaking... And she... They were taking her to her grave and she fell off the freaking cart. Oh, not only that. That, too. But I'm talking about the one where a guy sentenced the witch to death and then she left her like footprint on his grave oh yeah it was yeah. her leg rolled off in the fire oh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's a common thing hmm. last on my list for today is south carolina it's the death of julia laguerre and there was a lot of information on this one but i tried to like summon up in the best way i could sweet in the 1800s the laguerres were a south Carolinian family that had homes on the mainland and on Estito Island. Edisto. Edisto Island. Not Estito. The daughter, Julia, got sick, was pronounced dead, and was buried inside their family's mausoleum. Mausoleums are so cool. I'm sorry to interrupt, but they are just cool. They are very cool. Years later, another member of the Laguerre family died, and when their tomb was opened up, the remains of Julia were found outside of her coffin. So, what? you know, a mausoleum is a building. It's got the coffin yeah. inside. So, her remains were outside like... of the coffin in the mausoleum. Oh, okay. So, you know what I mean? are these coffins... Are inside, they coffins or caskets? Co- coffins. They okay. are coffins inside the mausoleum. So, were they inside the walls or was it just like... Inside on... the building. So, it's just in the building and then it has like a lid on it or whatever. Yes. Because some of them, they're just in the walls and they have the family names on the walls. No, this was just in the building. Okay. It's like a building so it's like, like an older gated mausoleum. Shut. Yes. Okay. Like nobody could get in. Gotcha. Unless you have like keys or whatever. I don't know. But even then, like coffin lids are heavy. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it depends. Because honestly, though, if it's a regular coffin. But if it was Not like to older, be technical. Just this because is in the 1800s, I, though. I know. I'm saying not to be technical. Yeah, yeah. Just because I used to make caskets. Yeah. But coffins are the cheaper version of caskets, and they're mm-hmm. usually made out of cheap wood. Mm-hmm. So. I get what But you if mean. this is in a mausoleum, it possibly is made out of stone. See, that's what I was thinking, too. So. It's made out of stone. But, um, her remains were found outside of the coffin. Like, on the ground. That's creepy. Inside the mausoleum. Is she a skeleton at this point? I'm assuming so. Um, the story goes that Julia had been in a, actually been in a coma and woke up in her coffin and tried to escape the tomb, but sadly died because she was locked inside the mausoleum. Yeah, that sucks. After the first reopening of the Laguerre mausoleum, the door can't seem to stay shut. The Laguerres tried multiple different doors, and every single time the door was replaced, it was found open. Hmm. People believe that the ghost of Julia didn't want to be locked in that tomb any longer. I wouldn't want to be locked in the tomb any so longer. So she just keeps opening the door. She's like, keeps opening. no, bitch, not today. Especially if she was in a coma and then, like, got out of her coffin yeah, and was seriously. like, what the heck, and then just died in there. That's crazy. Messed up. Well, yeah, I'm sure many people that were in comas back in the day probably mistaken for dead because mm-hmm. their heart rate's probably not as fast or as right. prominent just yeah. because the fact that they're in a coma so they're basically sleeping you know your heart rate lowers when you sleep right and they don't have any way to like detect it mm-hmm. very well this isn't like the they 1800s. use their fingers i'm sure yeah or i don't know did they in the 1800s I, I really don't know who knows but that's it that was the last one for today sweet i've only got cool. i've only got one more part and then we'll be no heading on to something different. Have you figured out what you're going to do next? I've got a couple ideas. We'll talk about it after the pod. Alrighty. Alright, so that was the end. And um, keep an eye out for next week's episode. It'll be the last one. And also keep an eye out for Michelle's true crime episode. will be coming out in a couple days. Yes, ma'am. And we will see you in the next one. Alright, see you guys. Bye.